I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. I'm surprised you didn't say the circus this time. Well, it feels a little calmer today, although I know it's, you know. The calm before the storm, the eye of the hurricane. In be- it's in between the circus events. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You had an interesting Friday. I, I did have an interesting Friday, and I didn't want to talk about it after after that because I just needed to not think about that Friday. We've been kind of half sort of teasing our listeners about the... Terrible Friday. About the terrible Friday, the splat day. Oh, God. The poop day. <laughs> And Fridays are usually pretty good for you because you often are able to get 40 hours of work in before Friday. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a day off that the kids are in school that you can regroup and indulge your introversion and go find some alone time and some nature time and recuperate before the weekend. Yes. Because weekends are not relaxation time if we have kids around. No. No, they're not. And and this particular Friday, I, I can't think of all the, you know, sticking your head in the lion's mouth events that happened that week, but made it so that that Friday morning, I had orchestrated to get the kids to school. They like to go to their before school program. They do. They want to play with their friends. It's, they, they don't want to stay home with us. It's It's what we used to have when I was a kid. We used to be able to go to school a little earlier than they can now. Mm-hmm. And we could go and play with our friends in the morning, and that was the before school type recess thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I decided the kids could get to school, and then I could come home and drink my coffee and have my breakfast. And you had planned all this the night before. I had probably been planning it all week. <laughs> but after having a very difficult week with emails from teachers and dealing with a difficult child and yes. children playing yes. into a child who's the... having a lot of difficulty yes you yeah. woke up with serious stress dreams i i had been having lots of stress dreams for a couple of weeks yeah the kind where you spend all night on agent carter's team <laughs> where the bad guys are on your ass and there's more of them than you yes and you're still a good guy and you're still staying alive and such but it's a lot of work. Like, I'd wake up tired. <laughs> <laughs> and and because you have this sense of, okay, I know this problem is going to be solved, but damn it, why does it have to be my job to solve it? Or, this is a little bit more running than I expected. <laughs> or, there's more of them than I thought. Yes. Or... There were, you know, which all of this totally plays into all the difficulties we've been having with children lately. This is a lot harder than I thought. This is taking longer to solve the problem than I thought. Yes, and they don't even have that perspective. No, well, that's that's our deal. They're not having nightmares. They, the children. Yes, we are. So, we are. <laughs> you know, even though we we understand the problem can be solved, it's just our belief that all problems must be solved. Therefore, they will be. Yes, we, we tend to be something like optimistic about that. I, I like the way you put that. <laughs> something like. We're not terribly optimistic. We know it's not going to be easy to solve them. We're, we're realistic. We are realistic. There is a solution. It's not going to be fun. 
Mm -hmm. I hope it's not as unfun as I originally envisioned. We'll do our best. Right. So you did get up after these stress dreams. I got up real early. Real early because you were done sleeping. You did not want any more of those dreams. I wanted some rest. I had to wake up. (laughs) And so we get the kids up and we get them out the door and I'm going to school and you're going to take the kids to school. Yes. And I dropped the kids off and it was like 7.15 or 7.20. Nice. And that gives them almost two hours to play. To play with their friends, and, and they'd much rather be there with their well, friends. Well, they, they were they were fine with, you know, they're like, can we go now? Are we ready? You know, they get ready in the morning pretty much the same time every day because you and I have to leave and be on our way to work at that time. Yes. So uh, I drop the kids off, and I'm all happy, and it's 7.20. I'm driving down the parking lot and down the little road by the school where you can turn around, and the phone rings, and it's my mother. And I'm thinking, my mother's calling to say, did you get my message? Because she had left messages. Yes. And one of them she had left on your voicemail for me. Yes. Mistakenly. Her phone was not plugged in the right way or her lamp was not plugged in the right way or something. And could you please come fix it? This was more of the stressors of getting rid of AT&T because they're... They're stupid. They're stupid. And they've admitted it. Yes. Yes. I should have made my... Work wife record that, but she didn't know they were going to say it. That's great. They finally admit it. But, and, and getting her a different phone, but in the meantime, the guy who had come and done the phone, my mother thought that he had plugged it into the light socket switch. There's usually a power plug socket that's attached through the wall to a wall switch, and you can turn on a lamp or light or other thing that's plugged into that one by hitting the wall switch. And she has a lamp plugged into it, and she thought if she turned off the light, the phone would also turn off because she didn't know that it was plugged into the two sockets are separate. And I don't know what she knew, but she, she was concerned that she'd turn off the phone and she thought she might sleep with the light on. But we didn't get this message to later because she left it in the wrong place. And so I thought she's probably calling to say that and ask when I'm getting her whatever it was that probably needed to be gotten. Because that's what she does. She calls to ask, when are you bringing my and when can you fix my? And when you get over here, you can. Yes. So. She was not calling to ask about her phone or her lamp or anything else. No, she sounded horrible. And she said she was very sick and she needed a plunger. And could I please come over there? And I thought, I have to do this. So, yes, I will bring you a plunger and I will come over there. And I may have to take her to the ER because, you know, with the diabetes and, and other problems she has, she can easily become dehydrated or have Mm -hmm. her blood sugar go out of whack. But I wasn't calm about it. Uh, I mean, I was calm to her on the phone. And then then you hang up the phone. And then I pounded on things and swore like a sailor. I mean, I just, I was royally pissed off that my so close to tranquility was disrupted by things like that we're going to need a plunger. And so at that point, you're thinking, okay, you know, hopefully I can just take her a plunger. I wasn't, actually. I was thinking that this could need the ER. I have to go check if she's, if she's, you know, just needing a plunger from one end or the other because with conditions of being old and diabetes and such, if she's just having the runs, then she probably doesn't need the ER 
unless it's been, you know, a long period of time, it won't stop. But if somebody's throwing up and they have diabetes, they can get worse really fast. Uh. So what were the other symptoms when I get there, which I have to somewhat assess because at that point she doesn't want to tell me usually what they are and stuff like that. So I thought there's a fair chance I'll have to take her to the ER or something. Mm-hmm. And some of that comes from having to do that a lot last year, Yes, which calmed down a lot. And I think a lot of last year's had to do with the the grief, the, the physical grief her body was displaying after losing her husband and, you know. And that's not uncommon. Yeah. Doctors colloquially term it broken heart syndrome. Yeah, because she lost a lot of weight and then she kept having to change her insulin and other medications. And mm-hmm. I came home and I had a little bit of my coffee real mm-hmm. quick because I thought just like you know, in the past, what I've learned is when you injure yourself or someone is injured, if you can stop the bleeding long enough to grab some food and either bring it with you or quickly ingest it and have what you need before you end up in an ER, you're way, way, way better off. Yes. You know, I've been known to sit there with a big bandage all over my hand and eat my dinner and then go to the ER because yes. it's going to be a long time once you get there and you don't need to be hangry mm-hmm. on top of it. Like when you sprained your ankle at SF Pride and decided to drive home and eat your dinner and try and go to sleep first. Yeah. And then you were... Driving to the ER with a bucket in my lap. Because you were displaying symptoms of shock. Yeah. And Apparently there was more pain than I realized. If I now had, that had I'm to a stay man, home with number two, I would have been driving you to the ER. Right. But see, now that... And you could have, if you needed to, you could have driven me and then taken him home. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Because he would have slept in the car, but, but it was fine for me to drive myself and, yeah, you know, whatever. But now that I'm a man, I'll know when I'm in pain. <laughs> and I won't put myself into shock first, True. like mom's, you know, <sighs> walking around on my broken foot. But anyhow, <laughs> so back to the poop story. I get to my mom's and she doesn't look so good, but she looks like maybe she's going to be okay. And I say, okay. I brought a plunger. I'm trying not to be grumpy because I'm not going to be grumpy at her because that's not fair, but I'm quite unhappy mm-hmm. that I'm dealing with this. And I'm also concerned mm-hmm. that she may be sick. Yes. And also, because I'm a man and I have my proper hormones now, Yes. I don't talk as much, especially if... No, you don't I make don't pleasantries. I don't make pleasantries when I'm not feeling pleasant because no. women do that. They do. I don't. I just go in and take care of whatever I'm doing, Mm -hmm. and I answer what I need to answer, and that's what I do. So Mm -hmm. I come in, and I say, okay, and let me see, and what else is going on? And that's all that was going on. She said she was starting to feel a little better. Mm -hmm. But I go in there, and I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) And here's one of the things that had started to happen that week is number two child was having a lot of number two accidents. He was. And they were bad. So we had already had this shitstorm coming on. Well, apparently <laughs> there's different parts of a, a tornado or a hurricane, and some of them cause more damage than others. You can't really tell which end of it's going to be. Landed there in my mother's bathroom, apparently, because in order to get in there, I had to like make sure I had a path so I didn't make a bigger mess on myself. Mm-hmm. And then 
you know, I thought, okay, this is bad. I'm going to need to clean shit out of the way to get shit cleaned up. So <laughs> let me... You can't me... reach the wipies because there is shit on them. Well, and I wasn't even at that yet. I thought, okay, here's what I need to do. I need to plunge this in case she needs it. And then I need to start seeing what I can do to shovel this up. <laughs> so... <laughs> it was everywhere. It was everywhere. So I pl- I got a plunge right away. It was no problem because she doesn't have a toilet like ours. It's normal shaped. And so when you put the plunger in and you plunge, it goes right away. Yay. Because we have like five plungers at our house because none of them work on our children's toilet. Yes, because it doesn't have a circular drain hole. It has like an oval with a square on one side drain hole. It's very strange. And yeah, so the plungers don't fit quite right, and we have like three of them. If this was my house, I would take that toilet right out of there, because, you know, me and my my buddy, we could do that pretty much instantly. Oh, yeah. You know, you unscrew it, you get a new toilet and a new... Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go and get one from homies and... A new seal. Yeah. And you put it in. Yeah. And it would be a toilet that worked properly and plunged properly. Yes. Because our kid's toilet doesn't work properly, it does often get clogged, Mm -hmm. because God knows... How many pieces of Barbies are down there from previous residents? It's a low-flow toilet, too. Yeah. One of the things I did bring back after my mother's husband died was a big rotor-rooter toilet snake snake that that her husband had at their place Mm -hmm. that I made sure to bring back in the U-Haul because we (laughs) needed it at our house with our kids' toilet. Oh, my gosh. And at my mom's house, you know, I could plunge it for her, and then if that didn't work, I could call their maintenance, Mm -hmm. and he would come and do it. Yes. So I got it plunged. But you don't want to have the maintenance come in with the bathroom looking like that anyway. Well, what if she needed it in the meantime? And yeah. it was early in the morning. Their maintenance guys are out in the ground. I've seen them, but I don't know what time they officially start. Right. And, you know, how to how she would reach them because the office is not open yet. Right. So after I got it cleared that she could use it if she needed to, I started seeing how I was going to clean this up. Mm-hmm. And so she has this big thing of Lysol wipes. Mm-hmm. And I went to use that, but when I opened it, there was also shit everywhere. Shit on the walls and shit behind the toilet and shit around the toilet and shit on the other walls and shit on the bathroom next to that. And uh. I mean, it was, it was, it was on the sink. She had tried to clean it up and she can't really see. And for all I know, she might have cleaned up a good pile of it because yes. I, I just couldn't believe it. So I started to try to clean up a little with paper towels and things. And then I finally said, you know, I'm going to have to go to my house again and get, because she, I said, what cleaning supplies do you have? She she had like Windex or some kind of thing and the wipes Mm -hmm. and some pine saw, but no rags. Mm. So I came home and I got a bucket of rags and some cleaners and some gloves, big yellow gloves. (laughs) And I went back. And I cleaned it up, and I left a plunger there. Yes. And a um, bucket of ra- a bag of rags. Mm-hmm. And then I threw out a bag of rags when I left. Yes. And by the time I got in the car to come home to take off my shit encrusted clothes, <laughs> put them directly in the washer, and go in the shower, it had been two hours <sighs> since she had called me, and what we're like five minutes from her. Yeah. Yeah. And I all I could think was, we're going to have kids this weekend, and I'm not going to get that two hours back. So I need to... Find some sanity before they myself. get here. And and what it was, was 
Were we having all kids or just him? Because this was a couple weekends ago. No, it was all three. Yeah. And so we knew we were going to have them. And so you had planned on finding some sanity before jumping back into the circus. But there there wasn't quite enough time to go somewhere by the time I got cleaned up and everything. I mean, to go very far. You tend to find sanity by going out and finding nature. Which means I have to take a little drive for get away from 45 minutes or, like yesterday, a 45-minute walk, you know, before I even get near trees. Yes. And I thought, okay, this is what it is. I'm not going to get my two hours back ever. So I'm just going to deal with... That's just, you know, that's what happens. I don't, I'm not going to like it, but I'm not going to convince myself I am. So, this is how you adapt to a lot of things. You just, this is what it is. And because that's what it is most of the time. That's how you adapted to your gender for many decades. Yes. That's how you adapted to a whole lot of things. Mm -hmm. And that's how I adapt too. We just move on and keep trucking and work towards something we, better. We acknowledge that's not what I wanted. Yes, that is important. You and, do have to acknowledge that. we try to that. make sure that we don't go that way purposely. Yes. I was out, sat outside in the sun, and then I took a nap. And then I got home, and number one was already home, so we couldn't enjoy any quiet time, alone time. Right. So you just walked up to the school to get them. Yes, and I said, how do you feel about me feeding them some candy? Because when I get there, they're always really hungry. Yes. And it's a good 30 minutes for me to walk back, but 25 with, if I go a short way. But with them, it's longer because they stop and do things, and they have shorter legs, and And they, they look wander. at things, and they wander, and they pick things up and throw things, and... Go this way and that. Skip and dance and stomp and... Twirl around. Yes. So I, I brought candy with me. Uh, I won't do this again, by the way. Well, I think that... Now, the- not like that anyway. No, not like that. You brought them quite a bit of candy. It was a little bit of leftover Christmas candy that was in one of those like plastic candy cane shaped things full of little chocolate buttons, like M&Ms, but they were Hershey's. And ate them on the way home. Yes. And I think she like inhaled hers and he was still eating his or something because that's usually how it works. Yes, she is very quick on eating sweets and he often likes the idea of sweets more than he does the actual sweets. Because it was a nice long walk, he managed to eat all of them. Yes, and they had a little bit of playtime and homework time before they did dinner, which I should have been on top of because by dinner time, they are totally crashing from the sugar high. Yes. And I should have been on top of getting them dinner and getting them into showers, so they were crashing at bedtime and getting them into bed a little earlier, which had been our original plan. Usually on Fridays, we do get them into bed earlier. But, you know, every once in a while, our dinner is slightly later. And on a Friday, that is very unusual just because we know the dangers of feeding children too late and getting them laying down too late on a Friday. They're spent on Friday. They are spent on Friday. They are. They need earlier bedtime by Friday and because they're they're all used up. They lay in their bed and watch a movie on a Friday, so that's their earlier bedtime. But mm-hmm. in but any case, number two had a temper tantrum at the dinner table and got sent to his room to calm down and was told that he needed to. I went in there and I said, "You can either." He was laying in his bed by this time. He, w- he hadn't gone to his timeout chair. He had gone to his bed, and I said, "You need to get ready for a shower." You need to go back and finish eating, or you need to get pajamas on if you're going to stay in your bed. Right. Those are your choices. Those are the three choices, and that was the, those were the only options. He could not stay in his bed in his clothes, and he said, okay, I'll put on my pajamas. And then I smelled, and I said, 
Did you poop yourself? Yes, because I'm angry. Then you need to go take a shower now. That lost all the other choices. Yeah, you can't go to bed like that. No. But it wasn't that easy this time. No, he proceeded to throw a royal fit. His sister was already in the front bathroom. Number three had gotten ready for her shower. She was in and out of there by the time he was done throwing this fit because this is the one where he threw part of his fit in our bathroom, then went back down the hallway in his bathroom and tried to hide behind his curtains with pants full of shit. (laughs) And he's telling me that I need to help him clean up with wipes. He doesn't want a shower. And I said, no, you need a shower. Yeah. Neither of us were, were giving him this choice when you're that full of shit. It looks like you dipped yourself in Granny's bathroom. <laughs> and it smells like it, too. <laughs> and yeah. you smell like one. <laughs> the music teacher. <laughs> Sorry. So he had this fit lasted about 35 minutes from the, I mean, the, the peak of it lasted for about 35 minutes. Yes, and the entire fit from the time that I went into his room to tell him to go take a shower until he actually got in a shower was well over an hour. It was about an hour and a half before we got him clean. And so he's wandering about our house with a pants full of crap. A real big pants full. Oh, yes. And I'm, I'm And the like, whole house smells... And you thought you were done with crap that morning. I was not. You were not. I was having a crappy day. (laughs) That's one way of putting it. If ever you feel like you're having a crappy day, just compare. I hope we help you feel better today. Is it actual crap or not? Yes. If it's not actual crap, then you should rename it. (laughs) Um, So so I finally had to capture him and stick him in the shower with some of his clothes on, including his socks. Because I just couldn't capture him any better than that. Turn the shower on and tell him, stay put. And then once he started getting clean and the warm water started getting on him, he started to calm down. Uh Uh-huh. And he was really mad at me. Of course he was. He was really mad at himself, but you were the closest target. Yes. And I found out something new that night. What did you find out? I don't want to forget this. so I'm glad I just remembered because it was, I immediately blamed him and it worked. Because typically with him, like with number three child, Mm -hmm. if you let them figure it out, they look at their part of it, decide what they could do, and then they change that. For number one and number three, they have enough logic, and number one has almost developed enough self-insight to... Oh, you are so having a pipe dream, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) To at least come up with a rational attempt at a solution. Okay, attempt, I can believe. Yes. Yeah. They will accept that they do have some responsibility for it and that in our family, they are going to need to take responsibility for the solution. Yes. Number two does not. He will try and blame it on everything and everyone else. When he stubs his toe, he hates the house. Yes. So I immediately blamed him on him. And I said, Uh, mm. this is all your fault. If you would have gotten in the shower when I asked you to the first time, we wouldn't be having this problem. Yes, and at that point, I think it's less blame, it's more responsibility. Well, you, you gave him the responsibility for it and put it all on him. I know, but I don't usually say it that way, and to me, that sounds like blame. And that sounds like what he usually does, is he blames it on something else. And what I came to realize is, as he looked at me like, Oh, crap, this is my fault that I'm miserable. I should have listened to my father and gotten clean already. Like, I could see that he realized that. 
there was like a ding and a light <laughs> and a prize because <laughs> I thought this is the thing. That's his MO is to blame it. And if I can quickly blame it on his actions before he blames it on something else, he might understand how his actions are connected to the result. And I like the way that you did tie it to the actions, not to him as an individual, not to his personality traits or his habits of doing the wrong thing. But this particular choice resulted in this particular set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. You are miserable because you threw a fit instead of taking a shower. Yeah, but sometimes if I say it that way, the word you just said, he says, no, I'm miserable because this bathroom shower is wrong. Whereas when I said, this is your fault, and then went on, he got it. And that's, I think it's because I was speaking his language. I found it. And what a discussion I had with you was the reason we hadn't found that language earlier is because we don't talk that way. We don't say, this is your fault. No, because that is not the proper language for 99.9% of children. Well, neither is most of the things he needs. (laughs) So... Oh, Eureka. And I have it. I just have to remember now to say, this is your fault because this is what you did Mm -hmm. before he does anything else. Uh And if I can do that part of the time, I'll remember more. But as long as I see that he it's still working. Yes. And so we finally got him into bed and we're trying to decompress. And we're kind of waiting for at this point, I think it was only a few minutes before number one had to turn in his digitalia before going to bed. He has a digital curfew. Mm -hmm. And we were reviewing the fact that the school is thinking of taking him out of his extra, extra special ed class and just putting him in kind of special ed class. And after tonight, is the resources going to teach him, you know, fine motor skills? Is the resources going to teach him toileting and personal hygiene? Because he had come home with dirty pants. Well, that's the thing we a found. A few him. times. Yes. A few times that week. He had come home with dirty pants a few times that week. And then we have very clear indications that that's a neurological problem. It's on his neuropsych eval that he simply does not have the internal tactile sensation. You know, he doesn't feel when his bowel is full. He feels it too much when his stomach is full. You know, his internal tactile senses are off. And so is resources, you know, we're talking over how the school, the the program that they want to put him in is not going to address these needs. No, it was stressing me out. And we go to look in his backpack to see if there's any more notes home. And we found two more pairs of shitty pants. One of them, though, he said he landed in some because he went too far on the slide and slid across the ground. I I don't know if I believe it or not. I didn't look to check, are they on the inside or outside? I just make him rinse everything out because that's the deal. And and he he does it because he doesn't want to pay me. And that way I don't get as mad because he's taking care of his responsibility. And that hopefully will eventually help him develop more interest in getting his butt to the toilet when I send him there. Yes. He's perfectly capable of cleaning up after himself if his bed is wet, takes the sheets off, the blankets, puts them in a pile, and I can put them in the washer. And with his pants, he he has a system. He washes them off, he wrings them out, he hangs them by the hamper so that they'll dry Mm -hmm. before he puts them in so they don't get moldy on top of other other things. Well, anyhow, the fact of the matter is this continued the whole freaking weekend. Yes, he kept having... He shit himself over and over again. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So then I just didn't want to talk about it. And so it took you some weeks now that we've been trying to get you to tell the microphone about it because it's a good naughty dog story. It is. It's naughty crap story. <laughs> yeah. There's the tale of George's shitty day. Yeah. It, it was really noticeable to me, though, dealing with my mom, that my hormones make a difference in I feel totally fine just not saying anything if I don't want to. That's totally great. And that's funny to me because I have always been like that. And we said that before we had noticed some of these things that you are coming into behavior traits on tea that I have had all along. And your aunt and your mom and some other straight lady, typically cisgender female type people think that I'm being rude. Yes. When in reality, I'm just being a man. Yes. I don't. It doesn't make sense. Make to a them. lot of pleasantries. But it's good that you were able to be comfortable with that while you're cleaning up your mother's mess. You'll have a conversation if it's of interest to you, but you won't talk about things just to talk about them. No, that's useless. Why would I do something like that? I don't know. Maybe those people are interested in the things that they're talking about that it just sounds to us like they're talking about things because they can. You know, they might be. And when I was in college and I took a course on business and personal etiquette that was basically my first formal social skills lessons because my parents had never given me any. And they said, you know, that it is appropriate to return pleasantries if someone is making them. And all the guys in the room, including me, were just like, ugh. <laughs> and girls were like, duh. <laughs> yeah. And it's not to the autistic level because we, we are familiar with that in our household. Yes. But we do have to explain to the autistic child when you come home and I say, hello, because you've been gone all weekend, you can say hello. And you should say hello, and here's why. And then you explain it to him. With him, we've had to be very explicit about the transactional nature of social interactions. Right. His is not testosterone-driven style. It's autistic style. Yes. And we've had to explain to him that, you know what, if you want other people to be nice to you, if you want me to be pleasant when you want to talk about your favorite interests, then you need to be pleasant when I talk about my favorite interests and explain that sort of transactional nature to him. Mm -hmm. But no, for him, it's not a, I'm a guy and I really don't want to talk. For me, it really is. For you, it is. It's the, the masculinity plus the introversion and all of it together says, no words. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh, so is that it? I hope so. <laughs> Good. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Hey!
Hey, Chanel. Minty. Menthol. <laughs> I don't care. That's good. I don't mind. I actually kind of like that smell. That's good. As long as it's not, like, overpowering. Right. I, I like your your eyebrows are longer right here, and they're doing this, <laughs> and I like that. It's kind of <laughs> fun. great. Yeah. Okay. Curling over or something. Uh-huh. So, do you want to tell me what first... So, the, the shit day started with waking up uh, from stress dreams. Let's do the intro first. Okay. I'll, I'll forget okay. while I'm doing an intro, and mm-hmm. the menthol is getting to my eye. Aw, should I get you tissues before... Uh... I'll just take those off it. Yeah. Okay, maybe one tissue. <laughs> okay. All right. Hi, I'm Jess. Ha, 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 ha.